New year, new credit scores. Chime makes it easier to build credit by using your own money to make on-time payments with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a qualifying direct deposit. There's no annual fee or credit check required when applying. Get started at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. So today, Rachel, I'm free, my love. I was, did you have you really not told Jeannie yet? <clears throat> no, I haven't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stand to tell her. I've been talking to people walking here. We've been talking about next year, and I'm sitting there saying, I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Legacy Podcast, where, I mean, dude, Tommy, wh- what are we even doing here anymore? What's what's going on? I'm scared. I don't know what to do. How, how are you doing tonight on the road as you drive home frazzled and such? I don't know what you mean, dude. I'm just driving home. It's not a casual Tuesday afternoon. I don't know. It's just- Something happened or? Yo, Magic Johnson just stepped down as president of basketball operations. Please don't crash your car. What? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so this is an emergency podcast, obviously, and we were actually going to be talking about something else tonight. We're gonna. We're supposed to talk about Alex Caruso, but what time was it? About six oh five p.m. Magic Johnson decides to hold an impromptu presser, telling all of Los Angeles and the basketball world that he is stepping down as the president of basketball operations, and he has not even told Jeannie Bus yet. What is going on? Okay, well, um, <laughs> look, my. My feeling on this, and and look, you watched it. I did not watch it. I saw these tweets. I was getting ready to leave work. Um, I saw the uh, the you know your messages, and I was very confused. So I did not actually hear him speak. Full caveat before what I'm about to say. This just feels so weird. We're the summer going into you know we're about to go into like the most anticipated summer you know well <laughs> since last summer, but I mean like even more arguably riding on this summer because we already have LeBron magic is the guy who got LeBron the whole time. The front office has been walking around with their chest puffed out about how everything, how everything's going so great by all accounts. Magic Johnson is not that involved in the day-to-day operations of the Lakers. Um, it just is such odd timing and how he, it was so public and it wasn't like a, you know, there's no scoop here. 
it was just like there was a, tw- a tweet from Bill Orem. Oh, Magic is like assembling the media for an impromptu press conference. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, okay. Um, but, it, you know, it's like he wanted to get out ahead of it before anybody had to scoop. He wanted the words to come out of his mouth. I don't know what his motivation for that was. All I'm going to say is my initial reaction was there were weird, weird rumors about Doc a few months ago or like a month or so ago and and like the lakers are very interested in doc and blah 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 this and that and it's like okay well why would doc leave the clippers you know he's doing great there they're a playoff team like well one reason he might leave is you might recall that there was a time when doc was coach and president and he held multiple front office titles and coach titles perhaps he still wants that it's not uncommon for coaches to want that phil jackson always wanted something some arrangement like this you know a lot of guys want arrangements like this and my initial reaction was this is what here we are off season starts today you know like it's very public now that we have this vacancy and i my initial reaction was that's what they're going to go after doc with they're going to be like look we know everything's going well here but we want to make you head coach, make you a high paid head coach and pay you to be the president as well. You seem to think from watching the clip that that's not the vibe that you were getting. Yeah. So nice conspiracy theory angle, uh, especially off the cuff like that, that you're able to think of that. Um, After reading some of the tweets, I didn't actually watch him, but I heard him on the radio and some of the stuff he was saying. I don't know how you're going to feel when you actually sit down and listen to him speak, but it's almost... I feel sort of sorry for him because the way he was talking sounded like a dude who was breaking down emotionally. And I was like, ooh, I kind of feel sad for this dude. It's almost semi-pathetic. And just the way he was describing how his life before this was happy and how now he can't even tweet about other NBA players and congratulate them without being accused of tampering. And then he started going on this rant about how he started talking about all the deceptions and lies that go on behind the scenes and how he never asked for this kind of stuff and how everybody accuses him of doing this, accusing him of doing that. And it just sounded like like a whiny toddler who didn't know what he was getting himself into. At some points, you could hear his voice cracking up and he'd try and hide that by all of a sudden laughing and saying, hey, I got a great life and I'm going to go back to that great life. I love the Lakers, but this was just too much for me. So, you know, for me, it was almost shocking to hear him say all these things because it it sounds like a dude going through a midlife crisis The fact that he said, I haven't told Jeannie, somebody over here is going to have to tell Jeannie because just yesterday we had a huge long meeting talking about our plans for this offseason. So all of this is just absolute bonkers nuts and that's not hyperbole, dude. I can go through some other tweets that he was saying, but like just the initial comments he made and the initial vibe that I got was just like, dude's having a breakdown. He's melting down. And I know a lot of people were hoping that Magic or Rob would take some accountability for the moves that they made this past offseason and maybe since the start of their tenure. And we knew realistically that was never going to happen, right? They were never going to say, we effed up. They were probably going to use the uh, 
Injuries plagued us all season, and that's what really derailed us. Deflect blame on other people, like the Anthony Davis trade negotiations. We never meant for it to go as public as it did, yada, yada, yada. We, we knew that was going to happen, but we, we thought that maybe somehow they, they could hold themselves accountable. I mean, this is the closest thing we're ever going to get to that, dude. This dude no, literally really in, in, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting, but I, again, I'm just wondering, like, I, I feel like it, it's coming across as like a big shock to everybody. And yes, I acknowledge maybe I'm thinking about this as too conspiracy theory ish of a viewpoint. I just find it so hard to believe though. And yeah, if, the crazy, like, the thing that's dumb about conspiracy theories is that, like, especially in this case, like, what am I about to say would require so many people to go along with this charade that, like, it, it just is so unlikely to happen. But it just feels so weird. I mean, there's a, tw- I, I saw a tweet as I was going down the elevator leaving my building. It said, it was, like, from Tanya, and it said something along the lines of, like, magic is going to be involved and things the like, or, sorry, magic is going to be involved this summer in, like, recruiting and thinks the Lakers can sign somebody if they want him to be involved still. And I, again, I don't know. It, it, it almost just feels like they view magic's magic's best capacity is like, as a tamper artist, you know what I mean? If he wants to get involved and like talk to free agents, talk to other guys, like let them see, like, this is what it's like to be a Laker. That's great. The problem is in his official capacity as team president, he can't do that. As a third party, technically unaffiliated with the organization in any like, you know, contractual capacity, he can do that. He can go in, he mm-hmm. can go start talk, stock, talking to Kawhi Leonard tomorrow now, technically, you know. He's not like uh, he's not employed by the Lakers anymore if he's resigning. You know, so it, it just like a lot of it feels weird and I just feel like with how close these guys all alleged to be, especially like Robin Magic seemed like they were pretty close this year. Um, I think it's possible that Genie is going to be surprised by this news. Only though in the sense, and again, I'm probably running away with this too much, but only in the sense of like, I feel like this must have been part of the plan the whole time. <laughs> and she might be surprised <laughs> that he like went public with it so quickly, like before the season's even over. Um, you know, and, and maybe that's the surprise. I don't know. Like I read again, (laughs) I haven't followed anything for the last 10 minutes or whatever, since I've been driving, but like when I was leaving, it was like all this stuff about, um, uh, he was, he still wants to be involved. Um, you know, they've, they had previous meetings, like some tweet I read said that they like met the whole front office met on Saturday or something. That was three days ago, dude. He didn't say anything, you know? And it's like, there was something about how he met with Rich Paul and LeBron. First of all, it's like, I don't know how often, you know, with the end of the season, right on the brink, I'm not sure why there was like this long front office meeting two days ago. Um, You would think like, why not just wait until the day after the season's over at that point, you know, you know, especially the national championship game is going on two days ago. You work in the, or sorry, not the national championship, but the final four is going on. Um, And it's, it it just feels weird. And then it's like, how often are you just meeting with Rich Paul and LeBron? It just, it, it, the whole thing just read weird to me. It's like, it's so, what a coincidence that magic recently had all these like high profile meetings and never mentioned anything. You know what I mean? It just, Mm-hmm. The whole thing seems weird. Well, this guy who has never been able to keep his mouth shut, you know, his entire life, all of a sudden kept his mouth shut about this, and 
secretly decided he wanted to resign without talking well, to anybody else about it. It just seems odd. It seems odd, but not if you put it into the context of this guy is having a, a meltdown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And from everything he said, it sure sounds like a dude who's at his wit's end and it's kind of all bubbling up. I'm sure they've had dailies in terms of planning out the Lakers' future. And it's just one of those things where it's like when you want to quit a job, you could be mulling it over in your head and up until the last second, you don't do it till you actually take that step forward, you know? And how how everything's proceeded or how, how things have gone in terms of him just rallying together a bunch of media guys out of nowhere sure makes it seem like he just came to this conclusion today. He may have secretly and privately been mulling it over, but he finally came to this this realization that I just got to take that step forward and, and rip the Band-Aid off. And man, is he ripping the Band-Aid guess, off. Because, dude, but... And I appreciate the additional angle. There could be other stuff at, at work here. But again, I think that's giving this front office too much credit. That's giving Magic Johnson too much credit. And we've done that in the past and seen it bite us in the butt. And um, Tanya Ganguly tweeted out about 50 minutes ago that it it seems like Magic has been implying and indicating that he didn't want to put himself or Jeannie Buss in a position where he'd have to fire Luke Walton, or he didn't want to put himself in a position to potentially damage his relationship with Jeannie because he knows how much Jeannie vies for Luke Walton. So that's one angle to think about when processing this Magic Johnson. But what does that mean? Like, stepping he, down like of Magic was, Johnson. I don't, I don't know what that means in terms of... Like he was too scared I think it's just one Luke. little wrinkle. Yeah, or, or he just didn't want to deal with Genie Bus stonewalling him from doing that, or if he did that, going against Genie's plan of wanting some continuity with regards to head coaches and not wanting this revolving door of head coaches all the time, you know? And judging just from all the comments he's saying, including just him going on this rant about the Ben Simmons Sixers let's work out over the summer allegations, like he literally went on a list of things that he got accused for and how it annoyed him. It just sounds like a dude who's kind of like fed up with it off his rocker and he does, he he, want, he wants no part of it anymore. He said, Lakers are a great organization, but I had a an amazing life before this and I'm ready to return to that amazing life where I can live freely. At some moments, like I said, you hear his voice kind of breaking up. It, it just sounds to me like this guy is having a meltdown. I, I, I have no other way to describe everything I'm hearing and everything I'm reading right now. Obviously, this changes and, and just the timing of it, right? You said it yourself, the timing doesn't make, the timing makes sense in terms of I guess if you waited this long to do it, do it before the last regular season game for your team and so that at least gives Jeannie Buss and Rob Palinka some time to cobble up a contingency plan of who to reach out to now. I'm sure they have candidates in mind and but or or I don't know. If if it's really a case of like Jeannie Buss did not see this coming, then I don't know what the Lakers are going to do from here. The Pelicans have been interviewing a whole bunch of people for their general manager position, including Danny Ferry, David Griffin, et cetera, et cetera. And here we were thinking that all we were, all we had to do was think about who our next coaching candidate would be. Now I'm not even sure if Luke Walton is 100% gone. 
you know? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun is right, dude. We're supposed to be talking about Alice Caruso right now. Um, yeah, Jamario. <laughs> Jamario, yeah. So for me, it just feels like a guy who's kind of buckled under the pressure, which is kind of ironic and hilarious to think about because coming into this season... Magic Johnson puffed his chest up so much, dude. And I think that's the other thing that leads me to believe that this is a meltdown because this is a Magic Johnson that you've never heard before because you can hear the vulnerability in his voice that almost makes you go, oh, I feel sorry for you. What happened? The offseason, we're like, we're going to zig when everybody else is zagging, blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, I hear you. But like, there were, again, one of the quotes that I read before I left, apparently this was a very long press conference that he held, but... One of the quotes that I read was him saying something along the lines of like, uh, people need to remember we told them this was going to be a three-year plan. This is only year two. We still have one more year. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait, but you're stepping down. So why do you, are you still referencing that point? Like, what are you talking about? It just, the whole thing is so weird. It's, it's, why would he be thinking about that if he's not even like, a, you know, in, in that capacity anymore? It just feels like, well, he, he doesn't want to detach himself from the Lakers organization. And like you said, maybe he still wants to play a role, but not this role where he took on more than he could chew. Like, Tommy, he, he talked about D'Angelo Russell in this presser. He said he always had the talent to score, but he was immature. He was He's mature now. Props to D'Angelo Russell. Now I can adequately praise him and do so without getting fined. It's just like, what are you talking about? But exactly, what are you talking about? Like, it feels like he's saying these things, like, because he's just annoyed. Like, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, like, you, I, I think we agree about all of these realizations he's had. I just think maybe we disagree. And I'm not saying I even believe my own theory, but I, I think we maybe disagree about when he had these realizations. Like, I don't think it all just came to a head today and he was like, I'm doing it live. Oh, no, no, for sure. I, I think, he, like I said, he's been mulling it privately, but you got to take that first step. He is now working. He said, like, I wanted to be a businessman when I left the NBA. And he is now working in the first business where people don't like him. You know what I mean? His charisma has carried yeah. him his whole life. But by all accounts, nobody likes him. I mean, like, other pl players, his own players have left and talked crap about him. Like, uh, media, the media trashes this guy relentlessly. This dude can't make a trade because whenever he calls other teams, he has to trade freaking Zubats to get Mike Muscala. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he can't make yeah. a trade because teams, like, by all accounts, don't want to deal with him. Everyone's fed up with the Lakers' arrogance. Everybody, you know, by all media reports, was annoyed that somebody like him and somebody like Rob, who had no experience, were just like, Literally, neither of them had any experience in their two roles, and those are two very valuable roles. And they were just kind of thrown in there as like, oh, well, we're the Lakers, we're fine, let's just throw these two people with no experience. One is affiliated with Kobe and one's Magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it just feels like, you know, he, nobody liked him for those reasons. And, it, 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 you know, this is a guy who wants to be liked. Um, and so I think he'll be much, I think he's right, he will be much happier not doing this. I just think that, there's got to be more to this. If they really have had all these meetings recently, I have to think, you know, Magic would not, if Magic actually thought he was the best person to do this job, he would not leave his team out to dry. I, they must have talked about other potential people who could be involved in helping the team. 
And then he was like, you know what? I do this like 15% of my day anyway. And all I do is bring more fines. Like, I appreciate that you let me be involved for a year or a couple of years. I'm just going to step down now. I'm, I can still help you guys out. You just, you know, stop paying me and I'll, I'll do basically what I'm doing now, which is stop in like 15% of the year to say hi and see how things are going. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so I, I don't know. I don't know. So I think we agree on the fact that maybe he has buckled under the pressure, but I think our disagreement, or I guess our question right now is how much foresight was there into this and not just on Magic's part, but how much did he let other people know that he was thinking about doing this ahead of time, right? I don't know, dude. I mean, it just seems like such a spur of the moment abrupt thing. I'm sure people knew and maybe he's... Sorry, I'm waiting for this these sirens to pass on by although it's pretty pretty fitting for for today um that's the police but, uh, escort uh, bringing genie bus to your house <laughs> to ask you to be the next president of basketball operations <laughs> yo i'm ready i'm ready um i okay so when we come back after the turn why don't we talk about what this means for the lakers summer and <laughs> i don't know what else we're gonna talk about but uh yeah i'll pitch it over to our sponsors first I was feeling pretty confident about Kawhi and it's like, that's why I feel like he knows that he must have known that if he did this, if this happened in a weird way and he was just going to come, there wasn't a good contingency plan already in place. It would dramatically hurt our chances this summer in free agency because he is by all accounts, the only reason we got LeBron James. I mean, that's all the media talks about. That's all Rob has talked about. That's all he talks about. Like, they gave him that one and you just can't reconcile these two things. If he thought actually that he was that instrumental to getting LeBron, he would have stayed for at least the summer and seen what happened. If they didn't sign yeah. anyone, maybe resign later because it's like, what are you going to do? It's like, you know, it's like you, you might as well get the a jump on the next process. But I, so I want to push back on that uh, just a little bit in terms of like him I think he clinched LeBron, like quote unquote clinched LeBron, but a lot of outside media had always been saying that LeBron was always going to come here anyways. And he was able to just relate to Magic in this business-like sense. I think that LeBron was locked up a year before he came. I, I, I oh, think sure. like LeBron was aware that maybe Magic was going to be part of this plan for him to come. And like, you know, he would talk to Magic about it. I think all that was locked up. LeBron was coming regardless. I'm just saying that the PR image that the Lakers gave as an organization was that it was Magic who was pretty much the reason LeBron came. That is the image they tried to give, right? So my point is, how can you reconcile this? If you're trying to give this public image of this is what happened, and Magic was included in that. You know, he was the one, like, being like, I was there, I, I was a big part of the pitch or whatever. And then go to next summer and before free agency even starts, you know, you've publicly, everybody's talking about how involved you are. And then now saying like, it doesn't matter. They don't need me. It just feels like there must be some other plan because, and, and I guess my point is, I don't think he believed anybody was believing the stuff they were saying last year. I think that was just, you know, people talking, but that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I feel like there must be some sort of plan. You know what I mean? I, I just okay. feel like if he actually, you know, if you can't reconcile these two things, you know, in my opinion. So let's, for the purposes of this episode, 
just take it at face value. You you may be right, but we don't have enough info to just go off that. No, I think and it's right more likely. Now, I, very, very likely you're right. I'm just saying that's that, that was my initial <laughs> thought. Yeah, you're also right when saying I don't, none of us can understand the thought process behind this. And my only answer to that is because there wasn't much of one. And it, it goes in line with the sentiment and thesis statement that the dude just kind of had a meltdown. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. He may have been thinking this for a while now, but just didn't want to let everybody know. And he thought, well, the season's about to end. I better do this now. I better do this now rather than later, which would only hurt the Lakers' chances even more. Publicly and perception-wise, does this do anything for us right now? Does it? Obviously, that smear piece on the front office came out from The Athletic today. The fact that this came out right after that is incredible. And honestly, I don't, I don't even know what to say anymore, man. It's just one on top of the other. This Lakers season to the very bitter end, they just won't let us rest. <laughs> we, were, we had a feel-good story. And, and, and I guess in some respects, this, this is a positive, right? Because if, we, if, none, if people didn't think that Magic was doing his job properly and he was really only present 15% of the time, then this could be a good thing. But in the interim... How does this look perception-wise for the front office? Is it a good... I think it just continues to make us look disorganized and haphazard. It This specific event makes us look disorganized as hell, for sure, dude. Because it's like, <laughs> Gene, like he is in front of the media in a freaking media scrum in the tunnel that he like put together. He like looked over at Bill Orem and was like, come on over here, dude. We're doing a press conference. <laughs> He just like started talking haphazardly with like no cogent like thesis or, you know, just basically out of the blue and then goes on to like tell everybody, oh, I'm so nervous. I haven't told Jeannie yet. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. It's like, are you drunk? Who does that in, in the right state of mind? You know, so it's it, it makes us look horrendously disorganized. I don't know that that's necessarily like this specific event event is uh I, I guess my point that i'm about to say is like it makes us look at disorganized in the eyes of the media and i frankly don't give a crap what the media the media is like they love you know promoting this image that whenever there's an something weird is happening as if it's like not all these 30 teams are just like businesses like any other normal business with human drama and human elements they just love to throw around the word toxic and everything is toxic and look how toxic no, this is a guy acting crazy one-off. I don't think players care about stuff like this, especially if we turn this around into like a fulsome uh, vice president, or uh, excuse me, president search uh, basketball operations and end up hiring a great candidate with great experience. You know, I don't think players are going to give a crap about this. Um, but mm -hmm. I do think it, in the eyes of the media, yes, they're going to jump over this and love this. We're not going to hear the end of this for the next week at least. Oh my god. We're supposed to talk about like the draft and the lottery. Who's gonna represent us at the lottery now? Is it gonna be Caruso? No, fam, <laughs> it's gonna be Rob, dude. Come on. Okay, so what happens to Rob Palinka now? Uh, it's too early dude, to speculate I feel like on Rob anything. Might get fired. I think so. I mean Because it's because they, they constantly talked about how it was a three headed monster it was rob luke and magic and they were all together on the same page and like they're all going in and out together you know i know that luke was hired before rob and magic were here but that's how they always kind of spun it at least in my eyes and it just at least at the very least it, it seemed like rob and magic were linked 
Um, you know, yeah. and it it's just like how can magic leave now and it's just gonna be Rob alone. Like, what is gonna happen? They must have a plan. They must have a plan. Or maybe they how they can you have how can you have a president of basketball operations? That guy would need to align with Rob Palenka is essentially what you're saying, right? And how does that even function and work together? So it's like you hire a new like it was never fully clear what the hierarchy was. If there was one, they always kind of just punted that question and made it like it's a collaborative group effort. This is a modern office, you know. That's how they kind of tried to talk about it in the media. But like president of basketball operations to me, like general manager is like you're the general manager, you manage all the players, you know, you're involved in the coach, you're involved in the basketball operations side, but to me president is higher. And they would always say like Rob would always talk about how he had to talk to Magic. I mean, you can't tell me that Rob was the one who was like, yeah, I'm making the final call without Magic's input. So, you know, assuming that President is at the very least equal to the GM on this team and very likely at slightly higher position, title, how can that person come in and not, you know, that person's going to want to choose their own GM, you know? Mm -hmm. It just, it, it feels like Rob is either going to be fired or also resign i i just i don't know like maybe they had a meeting you know we've heard all this stuff in the media the media's been loud this year but it's all this stuff has been said over the course of the season about how rob and magic are having a hard time dealing with other teams and there's been a lot of articles written about the resentment that other front office execs hold towards both of them these guys mm-hmm. are not dumb, dude. They have their, you know, ear to the ground. They, they, they hear everything. They're aware of everything. They know all the NBA, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. Like, if they actually feel like that, they might have just thrown up both of them in a meeting, thrown up their hands and been like, look, we think we could have done a good job, but the three of us, and by three of us, I mean them two and Jeannie, collectively, we can be adults and mature adults here and be like, this is not going to work because no one wants to talk to us because they all hate us. So how Mm. about, you know, we just leave and you can start over with the new front office, you know, hire an experienced crew who's going to like change the image here because people clearly don't like this. I don't know. Maybe that's one way they, that they were thinking about it or maybe. Hey, I mean, so in that respect, should we give them some credit then in at least pulling the plug? I'm not, not to say that we think Rob will do that, but yeah, people have done far worse. Ernie Grunfeld was the the president of basketball operations or the GM of the Wizards for like the last decade, right? And only now did they oust him. At the very least, I give props to Magic. I don't know what Rob is going to do. You know, again, I'm talking out of my ass here. <laughs> this is conspiracy theories, but I don't know what Rob is going to do. He might very well stay, but Magic Johnson in Genie Buss's eyes could have stayed here for like 10 years. I mean, he imposed this three-year timeline on himself and Rob, but Genie Buss loves magic. And yeah, maybe things would have gone real, grown really resentful. And like when his contract was up or whatever, they would have parted ways, but he could, he had very good job security. She was not going to give up on him after this year. I, I just, the whole thing is so fishy to me, dude. It's it's very it's just so fishy. But, but I, give I, him props. I actually I give him props like knowing yeah. that he had had that security and still being like, you know what? I'm just I can't do it. I'm stepping down. I give him props for that. I I actually your that recent theory or that angle is more believable to me than them having this house of cards thing going on in behind the scenes. In terms of yeah, I think for both of them, they realized 
even it, it's weird because they realize all of these things and I don't know what they know ab- about this summer and upcoming free agency, how good they feel about their prospects. Does this maybe lend itself to us speculating that maybe they don't have very a very good shot at landing any of the top guys? On the one hand, you can say that. On the other hand, I'm like, well, LeBron James is essentially the, the recruiter here, right? Right. So... I don't really know where to go with that. Before I continue, I'm just going to read a tweet. I don't know who this guy is. I'm not going to mention his Twitter name, but he personally messaged us. And uh, just buckle up, dude. He said, Kyrie Irving will not sign Lakers deal until LeBron is dealt, making that clear in the inner circles. He wants to team up with KD. He played with LeBron and he's won his title. Lakers possibly in talks with the Knicks to send LeBron there for a lottery pick. Magic Johnson didn't sign off, so he resigned. (laughs) What? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but I'm just stating it out there, just stating it. That is absurd, but could you imagine, fam? (laughs) Could you imagine if that happened tomorrow, dude? (laughs) Or not tomorrow, but we could technically trade uh lebron james straight up or actually we can't trade him straight up we would have to wait but we could agree to a trade. don't go down this rapid yeah we could agree to a trade right now as of thursday in principle we could agree to a trade with the knicks for their lottery pick for lebron that would be hilarious i don't think lebron would do that because he wants to live here i'm not saying that genie is above trading him but i i do think that there's that trade that that is just that's that's hilarious just putting it out there just putting it out there so like what and we we, i don't want to go too deep into that i think it's just it doesn't it doesn't really make very much sense especially because we don't even know where the the knicks are picking we have lebron james why would you care about (laughs) (laughs) well going back to the genie thing there were actual rumors and speculation that she wanted to pull pull the plug on this entire experiment Right, but it was for maybe shipping LeBron James some somewhere else. Um, but now maybe they're just cleaning house up top, and yeesh, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I just drew a blank. So I guess I want to ask you: Do you think that here's another conspiracy theory? Does the league potentially have any dirt on the Lakers front office again that would lead Magic Johnson to be like, I'm out, peace, before any of this bubbles to the surface, so uh, gotta go. Rob, take care of the rest. I don't think it's that. I, I honestly do think that Magic does not did not realize before he became president that he couldn't be like a tampering recruiter. I, and I say tampering has such a negative connotation I don't think when Magic Johnson said, I think Giannis could be an MVP in this league, that should be considered tampering. I I acknowledge the NBA was, like, way harder on him than they are on, like, most other people. Um, But I I don't think, I still think that there were some gray areas. Like, when he went on Jimmy Kimmel and did his, like, winking thing about Paul George, I don't, I just don't think that he realized that that's what tampering was. And I I really do believe him when he says all this stuff about, like, I can't be myself. I think he just views himself as, like, I'm a recruiter. And if I am a team president, I can't recruit until this team, this player is completely unaffiliated with any team. And that only happens once a year. So you're telling me the thing I'm best at, I can only do once a year. Uh, that's that's a waste of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I, I feel like that probably had to have been some of the calculus as well. 
So Woj, and again, caveat, this is from Woj, but on ESPN he said, and this is something we already knew, um, Magic wasn't putting in the time that other execs were. Uh, Lakers have the ability to sign a max free agent but aren't a front runner for any of them. Um, LA struggling to find a star to play with LeBron, still want to trade for Davis, but now have to figure out who is running things. Um, so that's the first order order of business, right? If if there was something else going on behind the scenes, which I sure as hell hope you're right, I hope that they nail this down before those lottery balls go up on Lottery D-Day in May. Oh, I was just going to say it, it's weird because like, and this is a huge, you know, slap in the face to my conspiracy theory I was trying to peddle earlier. But <laughs> if the plan was Doc, that can't be the plan, right? Because the lottery balls are going to bounce in like a month. Um, I guess the play- Clippers could be out of the playoffs by then. But like, what if the Clippers, you know, extend their, it just like, how long are they going to play this out? Are they going to wait for Doc? You know, then Doc has to, I think Doc is still under contract with the Clippers. So I'm not sure how that angle would work. No, they need to figure this out now, Tommy. They need to get David Griffin in here. I'm saying, so that's like a big slap in the face to that theory. It's like they need somebody now, and I don't think they're going to wait. I think, if anything, there have been reports in the last, uh, just as early as this week, because the season is finally winding down, of, you know, the Wizards have that new opening, so people are looking. Um, There's a couple other openings being talked about that people are, you know, names are flying around. And I think the Lakers are looking at this being like, shoot, we better... Make it very clear that our, you know, our spot is open now. I mean, I, again, that's, that assumes that everybody knew that this, there's, this was potentially going to happen. I, I don't know that that is the case. It just feels so weird. Magic has never backed down from a challenge. I just find it so hard to believe. Unless he just hated the job as much as he said because, you know, he's not able to talk to anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Well, this whole thing is weird. I, 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 can't I, put- I still go back to your theory of them just being at the table and saying, look, nobody wants to play ball with us. I know that sounds childish and like we're spoiled brats, but that's the reality of it. Nobody wants to play ball with us and we can't adequately do our jobs because the jig is up on us. You know, I was a former agent. Everybody hates me. They don't trust me, blah, 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 you know? And look, at the end of the day, this was their first go at it being the GM and basketball of operations. There are clearly things that they did not foresee coming and didn't handle very well. So it's already hard being a rookie as it is, right? But the fact that you're Rob Palenka, this former starred agent, and you're Magic Johnson, and, and you're doing this these two jobs for the Los Angeles Lakers, even more so, the decks are gonna be, always going to be stacked against them. And at least as far as Magic is concerned, it sounds like it got to be a little too much and... If you remember his initial pressers, I forgot it was if it was him or LeBron James or both said this, but when asked about pressure, didn't Magic Johnson say something like, pressure? I'll talk to you about pressure. Let me tell you about the finals and blah, 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 blah. You know, like him stringing That's off his resume. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> so clearly this is an admission of, I wouldn't say failure, but just an admission to be able to uphold this position to the best of his ability And maybe in a way he's deflecting that on other people, just saying, I'm not allowed to be the basketball of operations or the president that I want to be. So I'm stepping down. (sighs) So can the Lakers promote internally? What do you think about promoting Ryan West? Uh, Jesse Buss is still there. You know, our our drafting is, is the one thing that we've been holding on to. Do you think they promote internally or... Are they going to go after like a David Griffin, someone who's established? 
so there's obviously two ways they could go. I think if they promote internally, you know, Jesse Buss, Ryan West, these are two guys who are working in our scouting department and by all accounts are doing a phenomenal job, especially Jesse Buss if they want to keep it in the family. Um, I think they probably go outside the organization. I feel like Jesse Buss has kind of carved himself out a niche um, in the scouting department. I mean, Ryan West already has some exec title with us and he's in the scouting department, seems perfectly happy there. Um, Maybe they go with one of those two guys, but I think it's more likely they go out for an experienced candidate. Um, You know, maybe LeBron wanted a new GM. I mean, I don't know. LeBron has ties to David Mm -hmm. Griffin. I mean, like David Griffin is out there. He's looking for a job. I don't know if David, how good David Griffin is, but he's, he's out there, you know what I mean? And, and so one person like magic would listen to because he is such a like respect guy. Right. So it's like, he wants people to respect him and he wants to give the greatest athletes respect. And I think that like, None of us were there in LeBron's Brentwood house when, uh, I wish I was there, but none of us were there when Magic <laughs> was meeting with him. Who knows what he told him? Who knows what he promised him? Who knows like what kind of conversations they had? It would not surprise me if Magic was like, look, I'm here. This is my job now. I'm doing this the best I can. If there's a better opportunity, you see a better opportunity. If somebody else comes along, that's fine. I don't need to do this. I have other stuff I could do. You know what I mean? Who knows? But I, 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 I do think, I know I keep going off on these crazy tangents, but I do think ultimately <laughs> that um, they, will, they will do a fulsome search and I think they will go with an experienced third-party candidate after a you know, very public and intense... <laughs> session so that it's clear like this person hot was hired because of merit this is not just a lakers affiliate because we're you know full of ourselves okay ready here we go uh president of basketball operations david griffin new gm sam hinky let's go <laughs> dude sam hinky i actually i would not be opposed to him. that fool he made some good moves back in the day i mean he was never able to like you could argue that Elton Brand has way, made way better moves, even and Sam Hinkie had a much longer time. Uh, he was never able to take built that off the foundation step. of Sam Hinkie. Right, right. He was never able, to, in my opinion, to take that last step, but he clearly knew what the hell he was doing because, I mean, he put that team in a position to be where they are now. Yeah. Um, so I guess my last question to you is, and I think this has to get done sooner rather than later. We already look so bad and disorganized and discombobulated, whatever adjective you want to use. They need to shore this up as quickly as possible, but at the same time, they need to be very smart about it, right? So it's a it's a tough line to toe, really. So I don't envy Jeannie Buss's position right now. Man, I just hope she has good counsel around her. <laughs> I don't know. Um, So I guess, are you excited about this after the dust has settled and we're past the, this is messy, this only makes us look worse as we go head into the most important summer that we've had since the LeBron summer. So, you know, last summer, that was pretty much Avengers Infinity Wars, right? This summer is supposed to be Avengers Endgame for the Lakers. (laughs) So it's supposed to be that epic. This is supposed to be the the capper of this two- two-part series where we've tried to get two maxes ever since Kobe Bryant got his extension after tearing his Achilles and it yeah, never I happened. About that, and but this is the this is the first time where it's legitimately 
it could be a reality. And all this stuff is bubbling to the surface and kind of making a mess out of all of that. Having said that, is it a bad thing to have a clean slate going into this final second act? Are you excited? I am very excited. And as I was, you know, I, I, took, I have been able to look at my phone in the last few minutes and I saw this tweet from the Kamenetsky brothers. And I think this really summarizes how I feel. They wrote, this injects a tremendous amount of uncertainty into the early offseason for the Lakers, but ultimately they're better off because the way Magic left the job is a good reflection of why he wasn't very good at it to begin with. And I Mm. feel that tweet so hard. Snap, snap, snap. Exactly, dude. So this was, yeah, this makes us look crazy. Yeah, it injects a lot of chaos. The players that we want for the most part are in the playoffs um, as free agents. They're not going to give two craps about this. They have other things to worry about. If we transition seamlessly from this into hiring a new president who has experience, who people respect, then, you know, like he, he I, I just think that this could be a really, really good thing for us because regardless, it is April. If we hire somebody by May 1st, which would give us like over three weeks from today, um, if we hired someone by May 1st, that would still be like two months before free agency even starts. Like we could hire somebody June 1st and that's still probably enough time for everybody to get everything in mm-hmm. order. So we have plenty of time. Um, I, I think this is ultimately going to be such a good thing um, for the organization and the team. Like Magic burnt God knows countless how many bridges he burned. <laughs> um, in his brief stint as, as a front office guy with the team. So it, it'll be nice in that sense to, to have a little bit of a, a fresh start. Do you look back on Magic's tenure at all and some of the moves that he made? And are you mad at him? Or are you just willing to look forward at this point and be like, the past is the past, you know, clean slate. We can still do a lot of things and a lot of huge things. So the only one I'll always remember, and I'd like this is not something that it's like we traded Marcus all for, you know, Travis Knight or something like that. I, I, those are the two completely different eras, but those were the two first names I could think of. But <laughs> <laughs> I will, the one thing that will always annoy me was the Zubots trade. I'm not even like the mm-hmm. D'Angelo trade. I, I'm fine with that, like given how everything turned out. Annoyed by his comments, which he like retracted today, but fine with the trade ultimately the big one for me will be this like just no no, like completely nonsense doesn't make sense in any universe you know type of move with respect to zubats that that will leave a sour taste in my mouth but everything else i think i was ultimately fine with you know it it uh he took us he like i will it's easy to forget given where we are now but Magic and Rob took us out of a very, very bleak situation. Right, we had right. Timothy Mozgov and Luol Deng both signed to like 18 plus million per year deals for four years. And they got us completely out of one and they got a big chunk of our responsibilities out for another one. You know, so it's it. And they were able to, you know, move assets, acquire new assets, um, Although they use some assets to dump some contracts, they were able to get them back in other ways. You know, it's it. it they did a really great job overall, um, or Magic, um, as to the extent he was involved. And so I, 
I'm fine with it. I, I just was not confident about us moving forward. And I think the trade now or getting rid of magic now makes me a lot more confident about us moving forward. Yeah, and I agree with you on the Zubots thing, not because of how much it's going to impact us moving forward, because as we've mentioned before, Zubots might have been a guy that they just cut at the end of the day or didn't re-extend via restricted free agency. But just the process that went into the Zubots trade or the lack of process was so indicative of how he ran things, you know, kind of just spur of the moment. And sadly, spur of the moment like this press conference, right? And it's it's funny to think about how for both Mitch Kupchak and Magic Johnson, the nail in the coffin for both of these dudes involved a uh, European center. Because <laughs> you would agree, Zubats is like the nail in the coffin for Magic Johnson, right? Uh, not not to say that like it toppled everything over, but that was the most explicit that we kind of got a look into Magic Johnson's thought process as a, as a president of basketball operations. A guy who would just say last second and admit that I thought about it last second that we needed a trade for a shooter. So we reached out to the Clippers and the Clippers and Jerry West unprompted picked up the phone and said, oh, wait, you're giving us Zubats? I, th I think that's why. Yeah, I go back to the Zubats thing and say, circle that trade. That's the nail in the coffin moment for Magic Johnson. Everything else that comes with it, you know, it's an accumulation of a lot of things, but the Zubats trade for me and seeing Muscala out there looking like Moe's from the office, like a taller Moe's, just encapsulates, I think, everything that went wrong and how kind of absent Magic Johnson was as a president of basketball operations and how he often operated with just his emotions and spur of the moment, fickle thoughts, you know, so... But I also agree with you that this is a positive development, whether it was intended or not intended. Just the fact that the Lakers can start over and the starting over point for the Lakers is that they have LeBron James and they've kept all their young core. Can you imagine how bad this would be if somehow they jettisoned off some of the young core for additional panic moves? Yeah. I, I'm glad I'm glad that Zubats is the worst of it for now. You know? Yeah, exactly. So we're in a good spot. They just have to make decisions pretty quickly here. And uh, what a season. Uh, Tommy, last words? He gone. <laughs> he gone indeed. All right, with that said, that'll do it for our episode. I apologize for my voice. I dealt with some strep throat last week, so uh, <clears throat> hope you could bear with that. Um, this is the last game for the Lakers. The season is officially done. At, at some point, we'll regroup and do a uh, Lakers season year in review, retrospective, post-mortem, and you Googleize this season. But for now, because of this Magic Johnson news, uh, this is your emergency pod. We've got some, some great content coming up, including some draft analysis, yada yada, and we'll take our time doing so. But for now, uh, let's all take a breather. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Lakers Legacy Pod. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Also, patreon.com slash the Lakers Legacy Podcast if you'd like to help us out in any small way financially. My voice is breaking apart just the way that Magic Johnson's voice broke apart this afternoon. Uh, with that said, we will let you guys go and enjoy the Lakers' last game of this 2018-19 regular season. Jamario Caruso! All right, Tommy, I'll let you go. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,